Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue on through Leviticus in chapter 17. We have just gone through the details of the Day of Atonement and the once a year sacrifice that covers any sin that may not be covered by any of the other sacrifices just to make sure everyone is completely holy, pure, and set apart. And it goes into greater detail in chapter 17 in regards to the lifeblood in verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to Aaron and his sons and all the people of Israel. This is what the Lord has commanded. If any native Israelite sacrifices a bull or a lamb or a goat anywhere inside or outside the camp, instead of bringing it to the entrance of the tabernacle to present it as an offering to the Lord, that person will be as guilty as a murderer. Such a person has shed blood and will be cut off from the community. The purpose of this rule is to stop the Israelites from sacrificing animals in the open fields. It will ensure that they bring their sacrifices to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle so he can present them to the Lord as a peace offering. Then the priest will be able to splatter the blood against the Lord's altar and at the entrance of the tabernacle, and he will burn the fat as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The people must no longer be unfaithful to the Lord by offering sacrifices to the goat idols. This is a permanent law for them to be observed from generation to generation. So this means that they have been doing this. They have been sacrificing animals in the open fields and offering sacrifices to goat idols. And that's also considered goat demons. And God wants them to make sure they're only sacrificing to God and keeping their honor to God and keeping their holiness and their purity set aside to God. In verse 8, give them this command as well. If any native Israelite or foreigner living among you offers a burnt offering or a sacrifice, but does not bring it to the entrance of the tabernacle to offer it to the Lord, that person will be cut off from the community. And if any native Israelite or foreigner living among you eats or drinks blood in any form, I will turn against that person and cut him off from the community of your people. For the life of the body is in its blood. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you and make you right with the Lord. It is the blood given in exchange for life that makes purification possible. So they're saying the blood is the life of the animal that is being sacrificed. The blood given in exchange for the sin is what makes the purification possible. In verse 12, that is why I have said to the people of Israel, you must never eat or drink blood, neither you nor the foreigners living among you. And if any native Israelite or foreigner living among you goes hunting and kills an animal or bird that is a proof for eating, he must drain its blood and cover it with earth. The life of every creature is in its blood. That is why I have said to the people of Israel, you must never eat or drink blood, for the life of any creature is in its blood. So whoever consumes blood will be cut off from the community. And if any native-born Israelite or foreigner eats meat of any animal that died naturally or was torn up by wild animals, they must wash their clothes and bathe themselves in water. They will remain ceremonially unclean until evening, but then they will be clean. But if they do not wash their clothes and bathe themselves, they will be punished for their sin. So the oxygenated blood in 
every being is what is fundamental to the life of that bleeding of that being the life is in the blood and christ's blood was poured out for us on the cross his life was in his blood and it was poured out on the cross for us and that was a sacrifice that was given and he did that in our place on the cross so that we would be atoned for forever and the exchange was made for our sin forever and only god deserves worship and sacrifice and the blood used by christ was used for atonement for us and only god is the god that we should be sacrificing worshiping Uh, praising like everything we do in life should be given to god no other idols or no other false gods the trust that was once put in the sacrifices on the altar are now put in jesus now we have jesus blood that gives life to us to us and we should have died but god died god sent jesus to die for us instead and then we move on in chapter 18 to the moral purity and how to stay pure morally and the sinful acts that make us impure. He, the Israelites are a set-apart people and they're about to enter a very um, pagan-driven, idol-worshipping land. And he wants to make sure they stay set apart and stay gods in they God wants to continue to dwell with his people and they need to stay pure in order for him to do that and God cares about how we handle our bodies as well which we start in chapter 18 verse 1 then the Lord said to Moses give the following instructions to the people of Israel I am the Lord your God so do not act like the people of Egypt where you used to live or like the people of Canaan where I am taking you you must not imitate their way of life you must obey all my regulations and be careful to obey my decrees, decrees, for I am the Lord your God. If you obey my decrees and my regulations, you will you will find life through them. I am the Lord. So he wants to keep them set apart and safe. And when we make choices and, and sin and allow sin in our lives, there's accountability and there's um, accountability that happens for our actions. In verse 6, You must never have sexual relations with a close relative, for I am the Lord. Do not violate your father by having sexual relations with your mother. She is your mother. You must not have sexual relations with her. I feel like you shouldn't have to say this, but they're coming out of a time when they were just kind of taking whoever they want, and the land they're going into is is doing all of these things. So these are strict warnings for the people of God to not do these things that that they're doing in the land of Canaan. And they were in slavery and there was no real rules in slavery other than work hard and do what they would, whatever the Egyptians asked them to do. There was no moral rules or regulations or guidelines for them. And they, when they first were created, God told them to populate the work, the earth, and they never really had guidelines. So he's laying out some guidelines here on who you can and can't have relations with. Um, mother, yes. Verse 7. Nope, verse 8. Do not have sexual relations with any of your father's wives, for this would violate your father. Do not have sexual relations with your sister or half-sister, whether she's your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether she was born into your household or someone else's. Do not have sexual relations with your granddaughter, whether she's your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter, 
for this would violate yourself. Do not have sexual relations with your stepsister, the daughter of any of your father's wives, for she is your sister. Do not have sexual relations with your father's sister, for she is your father's close relative. Do not have sexual relations with your mother's sister, for she is your mother's close relative. Do not violate your uncle, your father's brother, by having sexual relations with his wife, for she is your aunt. Do not have sexual relations with your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife, so you must not have sexual relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with your brother's wife, for this would violate your brother. Do not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter, and do not take her granddaughter, whether her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter, and have sexual relations with her. They are close relatives, and this would be a wicked act. So he's saying basically no more having close relations with anyone that is directly related to you in any way, shape, or form. Just stop it. They need to change their lives, and they need to stop doing these things. Verse 18. While your wife is living, do not marry her sister and have sexual relations with her. They would be rivals. Do not have sexual relations with a woman during her period or of menstrual impurity. Do not defile yourself by having sexual intercourse with your neighbor's wife. Do not permit any of your children to be offered as a sacrifice to Molech, for you must not bring shame on the name of your God. I am the Lord. So no child sacrifices, guys. Let's, let's not murder our children in the name of a sacrifice to a false idol. And this was happening. This, they, they did this in the land of Canaan. They they had... um a big statue and it was it was an idol that they worshiped and they would burn coals on the hands of this statue until they were red flaming hot and then they would lay their children on the burning hot hands of this statue and sacrifice the child to this false idol the statue so god saying don't do that no not allowed in verse 22 Do not practice homosexuality. Having sex with another man as with a woman, it is a sin. A man must not defile himself by having sex with an animal. And a woman must not offer herself to a male animal to have intercourse with it. This is a perverse act. Do not defile yourself in any of these ways. For the people I am driving out before you have defiled themselves in all these ways. Because the entire land has become defiled, I am punishing the people who live there. I will cause the land to vomit them out. You must obey all my decrees and regulations. You must not commit any of these detestable sins. This applies to both native-born Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. All these detestable activities are practiced by the people of the land where I am taking you, and this is how the land will become defiled. So do not defile the land and give it a reason to vomit you out, as it will vomit out the people who live there now. Whoever commits any of these detestable sins will be cut off from the community of Israel. So obey my instructions and do not defile yourselves by committing any of these detestable practices that were committed by the people who lived in the land before you. I am the Lord your God. So he's saying, I am the Lord your God. Don't live in sinful lust, (laughs) taking whoever you want that's in front of you and doing any of these lustful, hideous acts and don't kill your children in the name of a false idol. And these are all normal things that the Canaanites are doing and the Israelites are about to enter this land and they need to stay and remain set apart and pure and holy and and sanctified before God. And God wants to help them remain set apart and morally pure as they enter this corrupt land full of idolatry, child sacrifice, and just 
lust everywhere, the way it sounds. So that ends chapter 18, and we'll continue on with some moral purity instruction tomorrow in chapter 19. I hope you are all having a most wonderful day and a happy new year.